We bring you local news, business news, international sports and entertainment news. Right here on GTR. GTR. GTR News. GTR News. Good afternoon. This is the Afternoon News on Ghana Talks Radio, and I warmly welcome you to it. My name is Sandra Asante. Top stories. 14 people, including two-year-old, burnt in Hesley accident on Akratakradi Road. Also, children killed in Russian shelling of Blog of Flags, says Ukraine. There's some more stories after the break. We bring you local news, business news, international sports and entertainment news. Right here on GTR. GTR. GTR News. The news others choose. You're most welcome back from the break. So the Ministry of Works and Housing has moved to cut down the cost of housing units under the Affordable Housing Project by more than 50%. According to the Sector Minister Francis Asensobache, this will be captured under the new framework currently being developed by his outfit. He thus therefore called on the buy-in of the Ghana Real Estate Developers Association, Greta, to give meaning to affordable housing in the country. Speaking at the association's annual CEO's breakfast meeting, which was termed reducing Ghana's housing deficit, advocating for effective government intervention, he said government's agenda is to ensure housing is affordable for the average earning Guineans. We are looking at a situation where we can build about $20,000 and $25,000 so that the majority of Guineans can afford instead of building at a cost of $100,000 and over. 14 people have reportedly been burned to death in an accident at Assem Asa community at Takwa in the Shama district of the western region on the Accra Takrade Highway. The accident, according to an eyewitness, David Ejikum, occurred on Tuesday around 12 o'clock p.m. The accident involved a tipper truck and a Ford bus with the registration number JW562821. The occupant on board and the Ford 15, including a two year old child, were burned to death beyond recognition. DSP Isaac Spoka has confirmed. information Regional Police Commander Nankasa for Western Region, a DCOP, Mr. Fusu, Police Fusu Ajima, or not so Still on the burnt story, an eyewitness narrated that a tipper truck which was transporting stones collided with a Ford bus which was traveling from Takwa to Accra. He narrated a tipper truck driver was driving recklessly and at top at a top speed, hence the fort backed fire shortly after the coalition killing the occupant on the spot. <laughs> The 
That's really sad. To another sad story, 30-year-old commercial uh, motorcycle rider Kwame Pra has been shot by a passenger he was traveling with at Asin Dunkoni, Asin Fosu. The suspect boarded the Okada from Asin Adiambra to Asin South through Asin Fosu. On reaching Asin Fosu, the suspect, too, was carrying a big bag, changed the route, and demanded that the, the rider changes the destination to Asin Dunkau. The suspect on the way snatched the motorcycle and shot the rider in the process. The victim the victim is currently battling for his life at the St. Francis Hospital at Asen Fusu. The suspect is, however, on the run. The assembly member for Jabro Noso Electoral Area at Asen Fusu, Eric Mensa, explained. <laughs> The Asin Fosu District Police Commander Chief Superintendent Sefasatha also confirmed the incident and also advised all commercial motorcycle riders to be security conscious in their dealings. Ghana's unfavorable COVID-19 testing regime at the Kotoka International Airport could drive away international travelers and consequently affect the airport status as the best in Africa, aviation expert Shen Mendes has said. KIA was ranked for the third consecutive time as the best airport in size in Africa by Airport Council International. Even though Ghana has received accolade for its stringent yet productive COVID-19 management guide, the testing regime at the KIA has been a metal drain on the comfort and the pockets of passengers, both international and local. Speaking to the media, he said Ghana's unfavorable COVID-19 testing regime process a threat to the growth of aviation industry. Dr. Franklin Asiadu Bequin, the Director of Public Health at the Ghana Health Service, had this to say about the issue. Thank you very much. So, um, we are not saying we are seizing. I, I think what is clear is that if you have people who are fully vaccinated, then you are likely to get more exemptions. I think that is what what is clear. Okay. Not testing at the airport. You see, we have three layers. Yeah. So we have people who are vaccinated, people who are coming with PCR test, the people who are testing at the airport. Okay. So all things being equal, then there should be an incentive for people who are fully vaccinated. And that's what we are talking about, that those people are likely to be exempted when so you're saying likely, uh, and so it means that there's no conclusion on this uh, policy. 
No, as I said, if you keep on monitoring the, 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 the figures, and I think that um, if, we, if you look at it, before January, we were considering the review of our uh, our guideline, and then Omicron came, and it changed the whole dimension. So this uh, uh, COVID fight is a bit more fluid. So the idea is that if it keep on having this low number of uh, figures, To some personal story, the Vice President of Ghana, Dr. Mahamudu Baumia, is set to host African public sector leaders in the third edition of the Africa Public Sector Conference and Awards APSCA 2022. The event, scheduled for May 11th to 13th, 2022, is being organized by the Institute Waves in collaboration with the Office of the Head of Civil Service and will end with an award ceremony. The event is an invigorating week-long event with activities such as sporting, games, awards, and dinner, among others. The conference will feature those leaders to share ideas, discuss the newest current economic issues and experiences from across different countries. Ghana's economic health in the coming years will depend greatly on the ability of the government to implement further fiscal consolidation with targets for 2022, including a primary surplus of 0.1% of gross domestic product GDP and a fiscal deficit of 7.4% GDP, the Oxford Business Group has revealed. Achieving the country's fiscal goals will require discipline, but Ghana has repeatedly demonstrated its ability to navigate major economic and financial challenges. Its Ghana youth population provides an ample dynamism and GDP growth is well positioned to accelerate in the short to medium terms thanks to a raft of structural reforms. The government is aiming for positive primary surpluses in 2022 to 2025 with the fiscal deficit returning to the threshold outline in the Fiscal Responsibility Act suspended during the pandemic of more than 5% of the GDP by 2024. Additional it pointed out that the country is experiencing capitalizing on its variety of natural resources, coupled with its growing e-finance and commerce sector, also stands in the good stead as the COVID-19 continues in 2022. With regards to the current economic situation, traders also lament the impact of fewer increment and city depreciation on their businesses. But you see, at the back of the barrel, no bono above from above Suroka Crab because of transportation. Hundred tubers of young sister are quite hundred cities. Meanwhile, it was seventy thirty. It is a ma price, no above from two super. I saw someone turn out, um, make so much mark about more transportation. So, I was going to get a crack. What did you want to take? Did you decide the award? You know, it's a lot of feelings. Grass, 
Tune into the afternoon news on Ghana Talks Radio on International Front. Mariupol has been a target of sustained attacks by Russian forces because of its strategic position along Ukraine's southern border. For weeks now, the city has been shot near indiscriminately. One Human Rights Watch report released on Monday described the city as a freezing hellscape riddle with dead bodies and destroying buildings. Ukrainian leader Vladimir Zelensky has said about a quarter of the population, or 100,000 people, are still trapped in inhuman conditions. He describes the horror endured by residents in the midnight address, no food, no water, no medicine, and the constant shelling and the constant bombing. Zelensky also said Ukraine officials and allies were doing their best to get aid into the city and more civilians out. He said on Tuesday about 7,000 people managed to escape the city. Three people, two of them children, have been killed in an attack on a block of flats in the eastern town of Zubenhe, the head of the military authority in Hunaskan said. The tragedy occurred in the evening when the Russian army intensified shelling. A star exploded on the fifth floor, says Ashi Hadai, adding that fire broke out in a business and an education institution. We are in Nigeria and 34 people, including two soldiers, have been killed in northwest Nigeria's Kaduna state. The attack, which took place on Sunday, was reportedly carried out by heavy-armed criminal gangs known locally as bandits. Reports suggest at least four locations came under attack in an estate by the assailant who also destroyed over 200 homes and burnt down shops on Sunday. One woman remained missing. A 24-hour curfew has been imposed by the Kodena state government. The attack coincided with a raid that killed 16 in the neighboring Zamfara state. The criminal gangs were officially declared terrorists by the government in January. Amnesty International has condemned the Kodena attack and called on the government to bring up perpetrators to justice. South Africa's President Cyril Ramaphosa has announced an end to more COVID-19 lockdown restrictions from Wednesday. Most of the country has been back in business for months and the latest changes will see the return of popular social gatherings and more economic activities. President Ramaphosa says local research shows that between 60 to 80 percent of the population has some kind of COVID-19 immunity either from previous infection or through vaccination. Because of this, he 
he says the government is moving to further reopen some industries and ease mask wearing for citizens. The new regulations will see the reopening of stadiums, theaters, and music venues to the public, which is expected to help revive sports, tourism, and arts industry. Still on international stories, the parent of Pulitzer Prize-winning Indian photojournalist Anil Sadhu are seeking legal action against the Taliban over the son's death. The 38-year-old realtor journalist was killed last year after the Taliban ambush while reporting in Afghanistan. His parents have moved the International Criminal Court ICC against six Taliban leaders. They allege that the Taliban took him into custody, tortured and killed him before mutilating his body. Initial reports suggested that Sadiuga was killed in crossfire during the attack on 16th of July in Kandahar spin Bodak, but Reuters later reported that he was alive and taken to a mosque nearby for treatment. It remains unclear what happened after. To some entertainment stories, Megan Thee Stallion's record label is come to suing the rapper weeks after she filed a lawsuit against them. It's over a row about the constituted album with 1501 Certified Entertainment saying has something for the hottest record that's not qualified. Megan has already claimed that it does not meet the condition of an album. In a document said by the radio news beat 1501 wants an order in its favor and damages for claim Megan has repeatedly breached her contract. The 2021 release debuted at number three on the U.S. Billboard Top R&B and Hip Hop Albums chart in its first week of release. This is where I draw the curtains on the afternoon news. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can log on to our website www.ghanatalksradio.com for more news updates. My name is Sandra Asante. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for the sport tidbit. Have a pleasant afternoon. Join us on GTR for global tidbits on soccer, tennis, boxing, and many other sporting activities. What a good shot! Tune in to GTR. What a stadium! What a stadium! Yes, welcome back from that short break. So, France Medfield Paul Pogba says his World Cup winners medal was among the items stolen during a burglary at his home last week. So, Pogba's house was broken into on March 15th while his children were sleeping with the incident taking place during Manchester United's Champions League match against Atletico Madrid at Old Trafford. The 29-year-old won the 2018 World Cup with France after they beat Russia in the final in Russia, where today they have been the toughest country uh, in the field of uh, you know soccer now. So it's really sad that this has happened. He has definitely lost that World Cup medal. So if you get to see it anywhere, you have to definitely return it to Paul Pogba. So Saudi Arabia, yes, they are saying that they can secure qualifications for the World Cup finals with victory over China on Thursday. But coach Heverness said they will not be satisfied unless they finish the preliminaries top of the group. So we are looking forward to see what they'll be able uh, to bring out on that one. So former Nigerian striker Dele Olo Rondare says he felt Ghana would name Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo in their World Cup qualification playoffs squad to face the Super Eagles. Yes, you know, after several weeks of await, interim coach Otto Ado uh, named his 27-man squad for 
Augustine Iguavano's men on Tuesday morning with Arsenal's Thomas Tepate and Crystal Palace. I'm talking of Jordan Ayu making the cut as well. So in the chat with Go, the former Sunshine Stars Go Machine gave an assessment of the Black Star squad while slamming them for waiting so long before the uh team announcement so he said i have taken my time to go through the squad released by the guineans it is a good squad but no different from what i was expecting that is what olu Rondari told the goal about it. So he said, to be honest with you, I kept asking myself why it took them so long to announce their squad due to their delays. I was expecting them to include Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo in their list, but I guess they forgot. They haven't forgotten, actually. They'll be, they'll be meeting them in Kumasi. Yes, I'm telling you today. He's really making a fuss about it. I don't know why the Nigerians are really not want to be in the cool pace with the Ghanaians before they start the match on Friday. So, you know, well, whatever reasons they have is well known to them, but it will not stop them from losing to the Super Eagles in Kumasi and also in Abuja. So that's what the Sunshine Star is telling us today that, you know, definitely they are beating Ghana at, uh, you know, Kumasi and Abuja as well. But he can't predict that because, you know, only God can predict. And we also, we believe definitely that we're going to win uh, the match at Kumasi. So he shouldn't be more, you know, uh, covered up on that. So away from the, a member of the management committee of the Black Star, Sami Osekofor, has hit out as a legendary strike. I'm talking for Samuel Jan over his, you know, public criticisms of the technical team of the Black Stars following their decision to snap Medfit and Majid Ashimeru in the Ghana squad to face the Super Eagles of Nigeria. So Sami Kufo is unhappy that Dan opted for a public platform to voice out his concerns, which he has access to the technical and management team of the Black Stars. So the former Ghana defender believes John, like any other Ghanaian, uh, has can expressed displeasure on the management of the team but believes that there was other avenues Asamojan could have used and he is saying that Asamojan should apologize to uh, the GFA and uh, the public as well. He said I believe John is part of Ghana and he has captained this team and you know the little advice I have for him is that if something like this happens maybe he can call one or two people but if not uh, to put on social media to use the word nonsense I don't think uh, it's for so that word as a is saying that uh, as someone should come forward to apologize to the gfa for using that particular word nonsense and bring it the whole issue out in public so he urged that that you know the star have to be included in the squad for the playoffs i'm talking of a he was looking forward that uh ashmiru would be part of it but on that ashmiru uh related story the Ghana Football Association has opened up on why young Andalat Medford and Majid Ashmeri was not included in the Black Star uh, 27-month squad to face the Super Eagles of Nigeria. So according to the GF, the player together with the five others were forced out of the squad despite receiving calls, calls up after sustaining injuries with their respective clubs. So it noted in a statement that six injured players will not be available for the doubleheader against Nigeria, adding that DFA will continue to monitor the recovery process of uh, these players. So this is what exactly that have in the, the statement. This the Ghana Football Association has sent its best wishes to six players who could not join the Black Star squad for the playoffs against Nigeria. 
due to injuries. Majid Ashmiri Antoine Asemenyo Baba Abdul Rahman. I was looking forward to this particular player, but he is also having injuries. Samuel Owusu, Richmond Bwashi Yadom, and you know, Kaudin. Yes, Kamadine Sulemana were all handed call up uh, to the senior team, but you know, they were expected to report to the camp on March 20th, 2022, but failed to join the rest of the squad due to injuries at the respective club side. So, you know, our very own former captain and Samojan, it wasn't that your favorite player wasn't called, he is injured and he can't join. So, they further said that our team doctors of the respective clubs, all of the players, uh, wrote and officially informed the GFA of their injury situations and confirm their unavailability for the double header against Nigeria. So they brought this statement out for every single person to know that it wasn't intentional to, you know, sideline uh, those players as well as um, Ashmiru on that. So I've been telling you that if you want to bet, you should join the Ghana Talks Radio Predict and Win game so that you can win yourself a guaranteed 200 Ghana cities. Today, an administrative officer of Kafam Company Limited, Nana Njira Ajapun, has been remanded into police custody for allegedly blowing over 1 million cities company fans on sports betting. Who told him to do that? Like me, poor, I'm surprised. So Nana Ejapon, according to the prosecutors, confirmed that he has blown one, yes, one million on sports betting after internal audit uncovered that such amount has been used without proper documentation. However, the accused person has pleaded not guilty to the charge of stealing and forgery at the court preceded over by Justice Ellen Ofe Aye in a report filed by sources so he is to reappear on april 4th 2022 on that so according to the prosecutor inspector maxwell ayim the ceo of kefam company limited and chibuahin gave the accused eight hundred thousand cities to deposit into the account of the company supplier which he accused yes return with the stamped deposit slip, which indicated that he has done what he was instructed to do. How did he get that to show the boss? I'm surprised. So the prosecutor added that the complainant also forwarded a copy of the deposit slip given to him by the accused to the suppliers as proof of payment. But it turned out to be a lie when the CEO received a feedback from the suppliers on March 14th, 2022, that no such amount has been deposited in their account. So the CEO confronted the accused person. He confessed to him that he did not deposit any money on the side date and that uh the pay slip he sent to him was forged oh my goodness i've never seen this courageous you know better before if i could put it better way better so i'm telling you you should join ghana talks radio predicted win game you don't need money for that particular uh you know prediction you just have to predict what you're expecting at the end of the game, and if it happens, you win yourself a guaranteed 200 Ghana cities. So visit our website www.ghanatalksradio.com or download our app via Play Store or Apple iOS. So you're still on Sport Tidbit, away from the soccer story, tennis, and world number one, Ashley Barty, has shocked the sporting world by announcing she will retire 
from professional tennis uh just 25 so the australian and made the announcement on social media on wednesday saying that she was leaving to chase other dreams i hope she's not gonna make music yeah maybe she could so Barty won her first grand slams at the 2019 french open as uh, she has remained the top ranked player since then backed by you know a success at wimbledon last year and we know that in january she became the first home player to win the australian open men or women's singles title in 44 years so uh, it's really sad this is what she actually expressed about her retirement ash it's always great to see you i have a slight inkling um, i know why i'm here probably don't want to acknowledge it but why am i here today um yeah i kind of wasn't quite sure how i was going to do this but i think so many times in my life both my professional and my personal you've been there for me um, and I just couldn't think there's no right way there's no wrong way it's just my way and this is perfect for me to share it with you to talk to you about it um, with my team my loved ones that I'll be retiring from tennis and it's the first time I've actually said it out loud and um, yeah it's, it's hard to say but I'm so happy and I'm so ready and I just know at the moment in my heart for me as a person, this is right. And um, I know I've, I've done this before, um, but in a very different feeling. And I'm so grateful to everything that tennis has given me. It's given me all of my dreams plus more. But I know that the time is right now for, for me to step away and chase other dreams um, and, yeah, and to, to put the rackets down. Thank you for trusting me again. Um, yeah, you're an inspiration to so many and it can't be easy, but it also must feel nice to, in a way, get it off your chest. Uh, why now, I think, is probably um, going to be the most common question. Why now? Yeah, it's um, something I've been thinking about for a long time and I've had a lot of incredible moments in my career that have been pivotal moments. And... Wimbledon last year changed a lot for me as a person uh, and for me as an athlete when you work so hard your whole life for one goal. Um, and I've been able to share that with so many incredible people. Um, but to be able to, to win Wimbledon, which was my dream, my, the one true dream that I wanted in tennis, um, that really changed my perspective. And I just had, a, I just had that gut feeling after, after Wimbledon um, and had spoken to my team quite a lot about it. And there was just a little part of me that wasn't quite satisfied, wasn't quite fulfilled. And then came the challenge of, of the Australian Open. And I think that for me just feels like the most perfect way, my perfect way to, to celebrate what an amazing journey my tennis career has been. As a person, this is, this is what I want. Um, this is, I, want to, I want to chase after some other dreams that, that I've always wanted to do and always have that really healthy balance, but um, I'm really, really excited. I think it will be hard for a lot of people to understand because, as you said, you have a three-time Grand Slam champion. You've just come off winning the AO. You're probably one of the most marketable athletes in the world. How difficult was it to come to this decision? There was a perspective shift in me in this second phase of my career that my happiness wasn't dependent on the results. Um, and success for me is, is knowing that I've given absolutely every, everything I can. Um, I'm fulfilled, I'm happy. And 
I know how much work it takes to to bring the best out of yourself. And I've said it to my team um, multiple times. It's just I don't have that in me anymore. I don't have the the physical drive, the emotional um, want and, and kind of everything it takes to, to challenge yourself at the very top of the level anymore. And I think I just know that I'm absolutely... I, I, I am spent. Um, I just know physically I, I have nothing more to give. And that for me is is success. I've given absolutely everything I can um, to, to this beautiful sport of tennis and I'm really happy with that. And for me, that that is my success. And I, I know that people may not understand it and that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that um, because I know that for me, um, Ash Barty, the person, has so many dreams that she wants to chase after um, that don't necessarily involve travelling the world, being away from my family, being away from my home, which is where I've always wanted to be. It's where I've grown up. And I'll, I'll never, ever, ever stop loving tennis. Um, it'll always be a massive part of my life. Um, but now I think it's important that I get to enjoy um, the next phase of my life as, as Ash Barty, the person, not, not Ash Barty, the athlete. Well, I know I speak for so many people, Ash. Um, I know your family are going to love having you around more. I'm going to love having you around more with more time with you. Um, but I know I speak for so many um, people and to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you've given to our sport. Um, having known you for so long, one thing I know is that you make decisions that are right for you. And they've always worked out and you've done it your way. And I think that's really brave. I think that's really credible. And um, so thank you for everything that you've done for our sport. Thank you for giving us you, Ash Barty. Enjoy retirement. It's <laughs> <laughs> scary. <laughs> You're amazing. And it must have been so difficult for you to reach this decision and so difficult for you to sit here and actually speak about it. And I know you're going to speak about it more to come. You will. But um, I'm just so proud of you. And I'm so excited as well for, for what's next for you as well. Yeah, it was, it was, it was hard, but it's, it's right. And I, and I know that brought me lots of comfort knowing that this is, this is right for me. Um, but um, I'm very excited. Should we hug it out? We should. <laughs> oh, I love you too. <laughs> goodness it's really sad that you know we woke up today wednesday wednesday beautiful day that was the ashley barty ward number one tennis player you know on her shocking retirement today so she said that it wasn't easy you know she said she wasn't sure how to share this news with us so you know she asked a good friend i'm talking of a retired australian tennis player cassie delacchio on this particular one so she's telling us today that she's officially retiring from tennis away from ashley barty russian figure skater camilla vileva will return to competitions at the channel one trophy in uh you know saransk this weekend just over a month after the doping controversy married the 15 year old campaign at the belgian winter olympics so they ever missed out on a medal in uh, the women's singles in belgium after she has been declared uh, to you know to be declared to compete this by testing positive for a banned substance in late december so news of a positive test broke after she had helped the russian olympic committee win the team competition so the doping case involving the 
of ICR to be resolved, but the Russian anti-doping agency has six months from the date of the notification of Eliyev's offense to reach a decision over any sanctions. So the China One Trophy, a Russian domestic figure, Yes, skating competition will be held from Friday to Sunday. So look forward to Villever's performance as well. So Russians are not allowed to compete at this week's world figure skating competitions in Montepillar after being banned due to Moscow's invasion of Ukraine with Russia calls for a special uh, military operation. So that's what is happening. So in cricket today, the New Zealand sport will welcome full capacity crowds when COVID-19 rules is this week. Weekend after a bruising period for you know revenue so new zealand capped crowds at 100 people for outdoor event while battling an outbreak of the omicron variant uh, but will lift the curbs from saturday along with the end and the need for fans to wear masks the government said that today yes absolutely they said while omicron is you know transmissible the natural ventilation of an outdoor seating reduce the risk prime minister um, Jacinda Ardern said that so women's cricket World Cup organizers put more tickets on sale for weekend matches and for the semi-final starting March 30th. So the crowds will also be back for the Super Rugby Pacific matches through the changes uh, will come too late for Moana Pacifica's clash against the Wellington Hurricanes in Auckland on Friday as well. So it's really back in the Asian COVID. I think we should just uh, ignore COVID. Maybe it might go far away from us. So in boxing today, Ukraine's heavyweight world champion Alexander Yuzek will appear for his rematch with Brighton Anthony Joshua. That is what ESPN reported after he received permission to leave his country and train. The war is not yet over, so why has he been given permission to come fight with Anthony Joshua? They only can tell. So the 35-year-old former, uh, you know, undisputed cruiserweight world champion, you throw heavyweight champion Joshua in front of a sellout crowd at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in September. So following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, he returned to Kiev to join the Territorial Defense Battalion, you know, stating that he did not know uh, when he will be stepping back into the ring. And today... Uh, they informing us that he will be stepping. He has been given permission to, uh, you know, step back to come fight against Anthony Joshua. So ESPN reported that a fight between the two would take place this summer. However, after the Ukrainian sports minister offered his permission to leave the country, so the Ukraine rules bar men ages 18 to 60 who could, you know, conscript uh, after leaving the country so promoter match room boxing did not immediately respond to a request for comment but you know russia calls its action in the ukraine as a special operation and two weeks ago we asked anthony joshua what he'll be looking forward to uh what he'll be looking forward in terms of the rematch and he said that we should leave uh alexander to focus alexander to focus on what he's up doing in ukraine let's listen to that Usyk's going to be your next opponent, most likely. I just want to get, get your thoughts. All due respect, you know what I'm saying? Let him rest, let him handle what he's handling right now, but we can't talk about the fight game right now. We've, Is it being pushed back then? I don't, I don't want to mention that, but he's going through a lot right now. Do you know what I'm saying? So Joshua wanted, you know, Alexander to focus on whatever he was focusing on today. He is back to fight him. So he has to go, uh, you know, train and get ready 
for him in the boxing ring this summer. So I'm just telling you that the playoffs, the Qatar playoffs is happening this Friday. Yes, 25th of March, 2022 between Ghana, the Black Stars and the Super Eagles of Nigeria. And you know that this time around, you're not getting tickets physically, uh, you know, on the ground. So you have to definitely get it online. So if you want to get a ticket before Friday, it is star 711 hash and you follow the prompt to get yourself a ticket you can also get the other ticketing process by going to the website or who's it's going to be your next opponent most app or buy as a guest from there, you select the match that is Ghana versus Nigeria. Then you select ticket class and quantity. You choose payment option. You make a payment and you receive tickets via email or SMS. So you definitely have to go through all this process to get yourself a ticket to the match on Friday between Ghana and Nigeria. We are looking forward to it as well. And you are praying pray for Black Stars as well because we've ever seen a couple of disappointments. So I'm not saying we're going to lose, but I'm saying that we should just be cautious. Start praying, fasting for them so that they can win. And also today, somebody has been reminded because of Burton wrongly join the Ghana Talks radio predict and win game and win yourself. A guaranteed 200 Ghana cities, yes, from Ghana Talks Radio. Visit the website www.ghanatalksradio.com or download our app by Play Store or Apple iOS. Thank you so much for joining me for the Sport Tidbits. The Trini Hits Countdown is up next. My name is Sandra Asante. I'll be back soon. That we love in the night gave me life, baby I can't explain and the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me Feel so holy, 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 holy Oh God, running to the altar like a track star Can't wait in that the second There's a way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me Feel so holy They say we're too young and and the players say don't go crushing wise men say fools rushing but i don't know <laughs> they say we're too young and the pimps and the players say don't go crushing wise men say fools are rushing but i don't know Chance, the rapper the first step pleases the father might be the hardest to take
I know he ain't leaving us. I know we believe in God and I know God believes in us. Of course, we believe in God and we will hold you. That's what Justin Bieber and Chase Rapper is telling us. The time for the entertainment hub on Ghana Talks Radio with me, Sandra Santi. I welcome you to it. So, my first story is quite sad. It's not exciting, but I'm so sorry I'm starting with it. Katie Maloney has finally filed for divorce from Tom Schwartz a week after the couple announced their separation. So, Melanie 35 filed for a divorce petition at the Los Angeles Superior Court. Yes, a Tuesday reported. People so the Vanderpump Rules co-stars first announced their split on their respective Instagram accounts on March 15th. So Manali concluded her announcement, which was accompanied by you know a carousel of photos of the couple. So Shreds 39 also pinned a heart-touching message on Instagram announcing their split. It's really sad that it's happening because there was one of the sweetest couple as well. So Lisa, I never thought I would have to make an announcement like this, but I feel it's important that I am open about my life with you. After 12 years on an adventure through life together, Tom and I are ending a marriage. This ending is not met with resentment or, you know, animosity. Uh, uh, no sides to choose. We we have deep admiration for each other and that will always remain and we cherish our friendship. Although we may be on different paths, but we will continue to love and support one another's happiness. Thank you all for your kind words and support. That's what she wrote on her Instagram uh, you know, uh, page to talk about this split. It's really sad that it's happening, but we hope the friendship just like Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes, they have part away. So, Jamaicans are not happy with Prince Williams and Kate Middleton's visiting to political correspondent Nadine Bachelor-Hunt says that the nation is very, very angry for royal treatment. Yes, with Megan. That's what is happening with Megan. So political correspondent saying that they really, really are angry with, you know, Middleton and the Middleton. So I don't think Brits realize how angry Jamaicans are over the treatment of Meghan by the royal family and the British public. And the royal family should be worried. The, you know, decolonization movement has picked up streams in recent years. So Barbados just abolished the Queen as a head of state. That's what Nadine is saying. Meanwhile, Jamaicans have demanded separation from Queen and want to opt for a referendum to become a republic. Mm, that's very serious. So good morning, Britain's correspondent Noah Phillips believes that Jamaica will begin the process of removing the Queen as head of state as soon as William and Kid, you know, fly back. It's really sad it's happening. But Jamaican government will commence the removal of Queen as head of state once the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge leave. So hashtag Royal Tour Caribbean is an utter failure. Times have changed and the tide has turned. This hashtag platinum jubilee tour is tone death. That's what they really uh, posted as. So British monarchy faces the reckoning on that. And it's really sad it's happening to them. But Kate Middleton has been drawn comparison to a certain movie and video game character after her appearance in Belize. Yes, the Duchess of Cambridge stepped out for appearance in a jungle attire that emulate Lara Croft's character. So the couple 
was visited in some part of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebration during the tour of the Caribbean. So they were given tour on Maya's culture as they visited a 3,000-old year royal residence and temple. So both Kate and Prince Williams impressed with the attire. It was the Duchess who stole the show with her white top and G-star comeback to jeans and Superga trainer. So they are saying that, you know, one one user said that the Duchess of Cambridge giving Lara Croft a run for her money. Another one also said Duchess of Cambridge or Kate Croft. So really, they looking that she really looked like a superstar right there. You know, an actress as such and is really excited. She looks hot and they can see that on the screen if you're watching on Facebook. It's really exciting. So Victoria Beckham is here and she is reportedly reluctant on the Spice Girls reunion. Yes, the mother of four feels that she is walked away from her former pop star life and has grown a lot since then. So while it was reported that the former girl band has been requested to perform for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebration, it is understood that their schedules have come in conflict because she is nervous because she knows the whole world will be watching her. That's what Source is saying. So Pars Pars and Victoria Beckham are two different people now and that is how it has been for a long time. She has a different image now and she doesn't want to harass us. So that's what an insider is saying that Victoria Beckham doesn't want to be part of this reunion and other spies, girls. So Victoria, who is now high-end fashion designer, thinks she is above being in a gold band. Others believe that she has confidence issues getting back on stage. So what do you also think? Hit us up on social media platforms at Ghana Talks Radio. So the last time Victoria performed with the Spice Girls back in 2012 at the closing ceremony of the London Olympics. So maybe she is not just interested in performing with the Spice Girls. They should give her a break on that. Katie Price is here coming back from prison. She is really here and is seemingly willing to risk her life to get back in shape. The English media personality is planning to undergo her most extreme surgery. Yes, yet as she is currently meeting doctors to get one of her ribs removed. I hope it goes well because Jesus is not here to fix it if it doesn't go well. So an insider told the Closer magazine that Katie is adamant on getting a procedure despite being issued warnings from cosmetic surgeons who would not operate on her. But she apparently misses her old physique and womanly curves, which is why she is considering going ahead with the drastic procedure. So the procedure comes with, you know, grave risk as well. So you can see that she's actually having that kind of weight, but she want to take out the rip. So we hope goes on where with her the so queen is here the royalty and the royal expert has asked the queen to make an unthinkable move and abdicate yes in order to let her eldest son prince charles take the throne Daniela also noted that a 95-year-old monarch who has recently recovered from COVID looks frail in recent pictures and stated that she could retire as she can no longer physically do her job. So writing in the news.com, the expert, according to the Express UK, added that, and I quote, making way for Charles to take the throne now is not the only practical play here, but they Connie won. So Daniela also went on to say that a smooth, joy-filled coronation for King Charles III, one which third is been meaning mother casting a proud eye over proceedings. So they're looking forward to do that, to abdicate, you know, uh, for eldest son, Prince Charles, to take the throne. We hope to see what the Queen will say 
she can say anything. She can bring out any shocking thing we can know. So all skills favorites, I'm talking now. The power of the dog. Yes, leads the field with 12 nominations ahead of Sunday's award show, signaling a revival of the Western and the genre that has nurtured Hollywood since its infancy. So giving Hollywood's, you know, productivity to imitate success, power of the dog, a tale of, you know, Mashimo and Revenge Certain 1925 in the Northwest U.S. state, Montana, is certain to inspire more Western projects. That's what film expert is saying. So usually a cowboy or a gunslinger tale set in the hold America was in the Western was, you know, a staple for the Hollywood studios as well. And they've been able to get not one, not five. I'm talking about 12 nominations. Indeed, the power of the dog. Yes, yeah, so Jennifer Anderson is here in the news. And she took to her Instagram story to share a clip of the iconic sitcom Friends as she washes Reese with a spoon on her birthday. So the actress also posted a picture from the hit show with Reese. Yes, I'm talking of who played the Joe Green in Friends and wrote, It's somebody's birthday today, my little sister, co-anchor partner in crime. I love you, my sweet rays of sunshine. Let the laugh pour in happy birthday so you know more than 1.8 million people like the picture and many others commented with a couple you know uh in ours you can see the pictures as well they're looking beautiful in that birthday picture they're actually enjoying themselves and you know it's a birthday they have to celebrate it of course she deserves it as well so a protest took place in kingston jamaica ahead of prince williams and kate middleton's arrival yesterday the event was organized by a non-partisan alliance of individuals and organizations advocating for jamaica so the protesters wrote an open letter calling for apologies and reparations for slavery from the royal family so meanwhile scores of jamaicans are turned up at the british high commission in saint andrew on tuesday morning to protest the royal visit of the duke and duchess of cambridge so you know i have one of the Playhouse and is, is reading reparation now, not to racist genocidal families. So that's what they are really mad with this one. So the protesters were calling for a royal family to apologize for slavery and pay repar, uh, you know, reparations. It's really really sad that it's happening but it is what it is raheem sterling a professional footballer for manchester city in england who has jamaican parent has said that he has accepted an invite to meet the duke and douches of cambridge so the royal couple uh, you know on tuesday arrived in jamaica amid protests but Kate and william left for jamaica after concluding their official visit in uh, belize so before the arrival in jamaica a protest took place yes meanwhile sources of jamaicans turned up at the British Sky Commissioner, uh, you know, uh, in St. Andrews to protest on that. So the protesters are calling for, you know, those uh, to apologize on that. So Raheem Stalin saying that he is set to meet uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. I'll be meeting them soon later on. But Kim Kardashian is here and she spilled the earnest daughter. I'm talking of North is particular about her mother's fashion choice. So during a new interview with the Vogue, the 41-year-old Kim's founder noted how her eight-year-old has strong opinions of what she is wearing. So she said, no, this is very opinionated when it comes to what I'm wearing. Uh, that's what Kim's begin. She's always complaining about what I'm wearing and how much i'm wearing too much black so sharing one of the assets and a dog the kim revealed how her daughter updated the 
keeping up with the Kardashian star wearing to match black. You can see that she's actually learning from the mother because that little kid is really fashionable as well, you know, color of choices and everything. She is really so earlier speaking to Ellen DeGeneres, the mother of who admitted that her oldest offspring is full of goth girl, of course. Uh, gee, like mother, like daughter. That's what Kanye doesn't want. But talking about Kanye, he's no more part of the Grammys, you know, headliners of the Grammys because of what happened on Instagram. You know, I'm talking awful. Uh, Instagram taking him off for 24 hours of, you know, haunting Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian on social media, especially to be particular. I'm talking of Instagram. It's really sad that he's not going to be uh, at the Grammys headliners. It's so sad. The fans are not actually excited, but it is what it is. He's no more part of it. So Scott Disick is here and it's not through about Cordy Kardashian and Travis Baker's upcoming nuptial. So Disick, who shares three children with Kardashian, reportedly hides his name feelings for Baker for the greater good of the family. So a source told that Scott Scott adores his kids and would do anything to make them happy. And his idol also added that Disick, uh, you know, despises Baker as he's all set to marry, be keeping up with the Kardashian star. But the duo hangs out because the kids are around. It is what it is. If you lost it, someone will definitely grab it and be happy and enjoy as well. So they say that he, Disick, feels like Courtney was the one that got away. And he still can wrap his head around the fact that they are getting married soon. Of course, they're getting married. He just have to go to a cinema, watch movie and just get over it so straight to our very own stories in our own country broadcasting an album and i'm more a shock to the bone after kofi kinata was you know conspicuously missing from the nominations for the vodafone um ghana music awards artists of the year 2020 so the board on saturday march 19th 2022 uh unveiled the list of nominations for uh, the nominees for the 23rd edition of the scheme at uh, the Grand Arena of the Accra International Conference Center with six musicians earning spot in the Artists of the Year category. Reigning Artists of the Year, I'm talking of Kwame Eugene, Batasil Out with Rapper Sako, the Lynx Entertainment's Kitty, Sugar Daddy, Gospel Musician Jometo, Afrobeats Artist Kim Promise, and Second Sam One Singh, I'm talking of Black Sharif. So the list of the nominees has enjoyed the conversation with some questioning why certain musicians did not air nominations for the various categories. So in a tweet, Nanapa Namo wondered, this is what she posted. Ah, wait, so Kinata was not nominated for Artist of the Year. Yes, he wasn't. And every most of the people were shocked about that. So Abeko Santana, who is also a broadcaster uh, with Accra Bay's OKFM, OK could also not fathom why Kofi Kinata and Famiga were not nominated in the Artist of the Year category. And he really, he I'm talking of Abeko Santana, he really go pissed. He's saying that he's not going to say anything, but he's leaving Tata House in the hands of the Dance all artists, uh, Shato Wale, because we know that Shato Wale can do that magic. You know, she can, you can just blast them on social media and they'll just get over oh, shoddy. Yeah, so that's what Abeko Santana is saying that he's not going to talk too much about it, but he's leaving Chatter House in the hands of Shato Wale to work his magic for him. So, Rocky Dawuni, an international Afrobeat musician, says an investment in the Ghanaian music is an investment for the future. Yes, he said there were innovative, creative, and cotton edge artists who were breaking new boundaries. 
using traditional and cultural aspects to create new beats to lead the music industry around the world. So Rocky in the Ghana Investment Promotion Center's promotional video said that Ghana was the inception and the birthplace of high life music and the journal had become the foundation to do so many styles of African music that had become global. So he encouraged the diaspora to come grow in Ghana and grow with Ghana. So the legendary musician said Ghana had a lot of potential in terms of tourism, adding that about 70%, you know, of forts and castles were located in the country's port. And according to him, Ghana had become a connecting place for Africa and the rest of the world and the diaspora. So he said, culturally, Ghana was so diverse, coupled with its colorful culture, great food, and music. So he said that there is much more diversity that provided opportunities for anyone looking to invest in new markets. So he's saying that the diasporans should come and, you know, grow gonna invest in Ghana music and make it on the map as well so i think you know nowadays i think this cultural stuff is not working because no song nobody in ghana is going to enjoy any song connected to culture or whatever it is they want exciting beats and you know crazy lyrics that's what is happening but Rocky Dawani is saying that we should be innovative culturally with the morals to create music as such. So on, on the note of morals, I'm also out because I'm keeping my morals. I don't want to keep you waiting because DJ Copy Bridges of the studios do take you out from that musical drive from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. You don't have to go anywhere. My name is Sandra Asante and this has been the Entertainment Hub on Ghana Talks Radio. You should enjoy the evening and I'll see you tomorrow.